Hey, Jam, are we going to cuss in this episode? I feel like there's a motherfucking good possibility <laughs> that we will. Like, yeah. Maybe we should add a disclaimer. I guess it's too late. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Grecia. <laughs> and I'm Juanita. And you're listening to Choices and Chismes. Choices and Chismes. Choices and Chismes. Hey, G. Hey. How are you? Um, I think probably same as most of the country. I'm, I'm well, sad. We don't know I'm, if that's true. Well, <laughs> fine. For part for of the part of the country. Part of the country. <laughs> part of the country but i'm definitely feeling the same as you probably i'm i'm really i'm really sad and i'm concerned about what's gonna happen in the next mm -hmm. couple years how are you feeling um where do i even start i feel Uh, ready to be honest I feel really really ready I uh I feel like uh, I've come to terms with this shit and mm. I'm so like I mean you and I think again and again throughout our conversations and our friendship have like have had so many conversations about who we are where we come from and the privilege that we have gained along that mm -hmm. road and so I really feel like knowing that privilege is is what makes me realize this this is it is about me but it's definitely not about me and so i feel really ready to fight for mm. for lgbtq people um i feel ready to fight for you know um black americans i feel ready to fight for undocumented americans and you know just kind of like really ready to throw down as much as like the sadness is real i Maybe I'm avoiding the sadness by being mm. like, let's go. I, I, feel, I feel the same way that is. I am ready and eager to show what we're made of and show that we are not here to take whatever beating and crazy proposals um, Trump and his administration are going to put forward. And also the Senate and Congress. Let's not forget that that they also took both of them back. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately for me, it is personal. Yeah. My little sister yeah. is still documented. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just thinking about that and thinking about that Trump um, and his administration has hundreds and thousands of people's names and personal mm -hmm. information and... I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to freak anybody out out there. Like we are, everything that you said is really true. But I, you know, we also have to caution of like, don't, don't freak out just yet. You know, like we have 70 mm -hmm. days at least. If I mean, I guess it'll be, you know, maybe 70, 69, whatever it is. <laughs> I can't count, but we have time and. I think with people like you in the movement, mm -hmm. we are going to do everything possible to to protect those names and that information that you mentioned, to yeah. protect the freedoms that we have 
fought so hard for yeah and that was something that my mom also reminded me which was you know the struggle is every day struggle to thrive struggle to be happy struggle to keep your family together Mm -hmm. and and she was like we're not going anywhere um this is this is our country this is a country that we have chosen to make our home and um we're not going anywhere so I heard it from my mom and it made me feel better. And she was also yeah. like, I'm so proud of you and the work that you did. And that that made me feel real good because, yeah, you know, I am proud too. I, I do feel proud of the work that we did in Nevada. Well, I'm so fucking proud of you. <laughs> Nevada kicked ass during this election. Like, y'all really came through. For anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, why I'm so proud of you. Throughout all of this time, outside of having conversations with all of us here in the podcast, Grecia has been one of the organizers working and leading the work in Nevada to get us all out there to vote, to mobilize voters who maybe registered years ago and haven't voted since, to just get people informed and out to the polls and if I'm not wrong, G, correct me if I am, but uh, one million do- doors are we talking about? Like you're yeah, making... one million doors in between the three states that we have been working as part of the immigrant mm-hmm. voters mm-hmm. project, which is in Colorado, Nevada, and Florida. We have talked to more than a mil- we have uh, knocked on more than a million doors. We have attempted to talk with more than uh, three hundred thousand people, and those are all conversations that are not just gonna go away those are conversations that are real and that will translate into people taking action in 2017 yeah i think um deepak vargava our executive director mentioned what happens in vegas should not stay in vegas and i totally and Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly agree to that (laughs) thing we need to make sure that the learning yeah it was such a good one that the learnings that we have from engaging those voters and having those conversations that those are learnings that we take to the rest of the country on how to best mm-hmm. organize their communities. Uh, one of my favorite things that we did was we took a mariachi um, to serenade voters yeah. <laughs> in the morning of I the election. I was so jealous. It was so... Honestly, I feel like I mostly just found ways to incorporate mariachi into her strategy. <laughs> this, and, yes. And Mariachis took, will win everything. And we took this... Uh, so we took this song, El Mariachi Loco, that if you have, haven't heard of it, it's like, El Mariachi Loco quiere bailar. El Mariachi Loco quiere bailar. Mm-hmm. And then we, we changed it for them and we said, can you play it instead with this lyrics? And it was like, El Mariachi Loco sale a votar. El Mariachi Loco sale a votar. <laughs> you would so- you would for all of those of you out there like any time that we've sang or changed lyrics or written poetry it's been Grecia's idea I hope the world knows you would change the <laughs> lyrics and have Mariachi <laughs> come to the polls that's awesome <laughs> so they they had so all this news media had like literally just like the song that we composed so that people would go out and vote and and as we were walking with voters because we we were knocking on people's doors with the mariachi um and as we were walking with the mariachi to the voters you know to the polling location of the voters all these people would be coming out because they're like a mariachi is playing somewhere and they were waving (laughs) and they were it was so much fun it was so amazing and it was 
And it's also a strategy that our friends at Chirla Action have been doing for many years in California. So we were like, awesome. hey, we need some of that party. We need some of that recognition and respect of our heritage because regardless of the rhetoric that politicians are putting out in making us feel as the other, we are proud of our heritage. We are proud of our culture and you are not going to make us feel ashamed of it. And we're going to show you how proud we are all the way to the polling location. I love it. It was amazing. Nevada like kicked ass and I'm like, I mean, I just said it. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your team, of your leadership. But aside from being really proud of you and you're kicking ass with your work, there's uh, so many other wins that I also want us to highlight. Uh, because For our sure. efforts and everybody that went out there to vote won in many ways. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a big night for women of color. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto mm -hmm. uh, became the first woman to be elected in Nevada and also the first person to have a Latina her heritage in the Senate. So it's a big mm -hmm. night for women mm -hmm. of color. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kamala yeah. Harris, also in California, second black woman to be elected to the Senate. And she I think she mm -hmm. just did a press conference with Chirla Action saying she she will stand for the immigrants in her state and she won't, you know, let the shenanigans of of the new presidency happen. Love it. I love that. Well, let's let's also highlight the Catherine Cortez Masto tweeted very early on that she's going to be a hell of a check and balance to the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. So also thanks for that. Um, Tammy Duckworth in Illinois had a really hard fought battle as well, mm -hmm. um, but won, won in Illinois. So that's exciting as well. The first African-American woman to serve in Congress from Delaware is going to be Lita Blunt Rochester, who is also a Democrat. That's big. Yeah. I've never been to Delaware, but I'm very excited about it. <laughs> hey, as a Floridian as well, who grew up with a really strong Vietnamese community around her, pretty like I grew up in a Vietnamese household every day. Mm. Stephanie Murphy being the first Vietnamese American female member of Congress in Florida is mm -hmm. fucking exciting. I think yeah. that's awesome. You go, you go. What else you got? Well, I also loved hearing the victory of Pramila Yapal, uh, who won an open congressional seat in Washington State. Uh, Indian American mm. has been at the forefront of immigrant and uh, refugee rights for many years was one of the founders mm -hmm. of we uh, one america or our sister and partner organization out there in washington state so i was excited to hear of her victory that's awesome well speaking of refugees the first somali american lawmaker ilhan omar who is also a democrat also won that night wow uh, you know oh. speaking on state level i think which one that I heard? In Kentucky, voters elected Democrat Attica Scott, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. state's first black female legislator in 20 years. Okay. Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> Thank you for getting with the times, Kentucky. <laughs> right? Like, come on through, Kentucky. Come on yeah. through. Yeah. And also on state legislative races across the country, we had... 40 Native American Democrats in state legislature yeah. that got 
I mean, damn straight. Like hashtag no da pl. <laughs> yeah, they. That's amazing. This is this is an interesting one. But Val Demings, a Democrat, the first African American woman to serve as police chief of Orlando. She won her congressional race in Florida. Wow. So so that's exciting as well. Florida is so interesting, y'all. Florida is so interesting. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I encourage people to to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, and for los dominicanos listening to the podcast, Merenguito, (laughs) Adriano Espaillat, he he is the first formerly undocumented immigrant to be elected to Congress representing New York's 13th district. And the first Dominican too, Dominican-American. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. I, I basically just looked up immigrants <laughs> but i didn't like, know it was also the first Good. dominican yeah i mean that one that last one like i mean of course super excited for all the women of color i think this is amazing it's what we've been fighting for and i expect all of them to have our backs for sure mm-hmm. like our community mm-hmm. had theirs adriano specifically though gives me it's part of like the hope that i that i hope that we can convey to people right mm. now that even, like we're not we're not gonna despair we're I mean by all means if people need time to be a little sad but but yeah. we're moving forward um because because shit like this can happen you know like yeah that's that's real yep so we we celebrated what we needed to celebrate but I hate to bring us back to reality <laughs> but we still have Trump as president <laughs> yeah yeah man <laughs> Oh my God! Is he gonna shut down our podcast? No, or maybe. No. Are we going? No, yeah, we, no, no. I don't know. That's, that, I don't think so. I I think that's the thing to remind people. Though. Don't listen to me, y'all. Um, he's not. He's not a totalitarian authority right now. So there, there's a system of check and balances, and Congress loves our podcast, so they would never let him take it from us. Oh, Actually, God. I don't know anybody in Congress that loves our podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Juanita, for Probably. making up the facts. <laughs> no, oh, God. Uh, no, okay. But the, I mean, yeah, the truth is what we have to face right now and we cannot avoid is that Donald Trump, a bigot and a racist, xenophobe, misogynist, somehow won the electoral vote of the United States of America and will be... And is president-elect. So I guess we can like, say that out loud. So what what happened? What do you think? How how did we get here? What went wrong? You know, I don't want to get it like deep, deep into the numbers. I, I know that our team, actually, some of the numbers that I do trust are probably the numbers that you have. Mm-hmm. But I, I firmly believe that people of color, Latinos and Black Americans, Black women mm-hmm. came through hardcore mm-hmm. for us. And people, you know, tried to make their voice heard. But there's other things that we can point to as well. I, I don't necessarily want to say, like, these group of people fucked us up. But I also want to point out to other realities. Like, this is the first year that we didn't have a Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. There are some districts in North Carolina that didn't actually have early voting. Yeah. And and that's part of voter suppression. And, and so I, I think there's... There's a lot to investigate in here, you know, but at the same time, 
the idea that people of color are somehow, you know, that somehow fucked up or that like this is on people who are low income, I think is is not true in my opinion. I think that some of mm-hmm. the stats show that that is not the case and that the, right. the people who want really nice tax breaks uh, voted yeah. against people of color. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Donald Trump sold the idea that in order for some of us to be fed, others have to starve. And he made people believe that yeah. that that that's the only way that it could be. This to me is very similar to what happened in Colombia with the vote on on the peace deal mm. where afterwards organizers for the no admitted to lying to people. Mm. Um, and that's what Donald Trump did. He fed people the lies that they wanted to hear. Uh, he fed them fear and racism and I I think that part of our podcast really has been about m- both of us truly believing that voting is not about it's it's not about logic per se it's not a logical choice it's it's about emotion and it's about who we are mm-hmm. and and it can be emotional and he played with people's emotions yeah i really love everything that you're saying because it's helping me think of this so much analytically um i mostly have been thinking of this or actually not thinking of this, but feeling it. <laughs> and now just just hearing you allows me to kind of put things into focus. And I, I think aside from the numbers that a, a lot of other people are mentioning and, you know, making assumptions based on exit polls and other stuff, I think it's important to analyze the the big picture of the country, which is mm-hmm. we are at a place where the wealth gap is growing Mm -hmm. and it's huge Mm -hmm. and trump made people believe in a system of capitalism that doesn't serve us all but that Mm -hmm. people believe that they too can be millionaires right under his leadership so we need to rethink with america what does an economic model that works for all of us really look like? And how do we honor that under this terrible circumstances with uh, Trump's presidency? Yeah. And the other thing is, I also think this is a real check on the state of women. Like, what is the state of women Mm -hmm. in this country? And I'm not mm-hmm. just saying this because Hillary Clinton was a woman. So, you know, right. don't attack me all on Twitter, please. <laughs> what I'm saying is, look at the language that Trump used. Look at the policy that he proposed for women. And mm-hmm. you can tell that we are on a crisis. Like women in this country are not valued. Our work is not valued. And that... We need to use this as women and women of color to rally behind the issues that are important to us as women. And we need to demand better from not just from our politicians, but from everyone around us. Like you got to put some respect (laughs) on on women and on women's issues, even under this terrible time. Oh, my God. So many things. So many things. So many things to say. But... (laughs) 
the other thing that I want to throw out there, along with everything you said, is that we firmly believe in intersectionality. And this this election mm-hmm. was like the moment where you see intersectionality so clearly. Like if you didn't believe in it, like it's been proven. And so almost everything you said, particularly at the end, I want to say, like, let's switch out the word women for people of color, like for black Americans, mm-hmm. for Latino Americans. And like, yes, exactly. We The narrative that we are disposable, that we are going to go away, that there is any way to stop progress, the narrative that hides behind racism, behind xenophobia, behind uh, being anti-other religions that are not Christianity, mm-hmm. that is that is the bullshit that we have to continue to push against. And mm-hmm. the truth is, which we've said before also, you and I, is that this is not just about Trump, right? Like a lot of this, when we're talking about voter suppression, we're talking about stuff that happened before Trump came along, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so we, we need to talk about what, what's up with other leaders. And th- I think that's why it's so exciting that we have so many new people in the Senate as well um, who are going to push back against that. But but we need to, as a people, like, take the time. This is our time to lead, like, yeah. to be leaders. Yeah. And I don't mean one person telling us all what to do. I mean, like, every single one of us living every by our values. Every single one of us. Yeah, repeat it for the people in the back. <laughs> Every single, every single one, of, one us. of us, you know, mm-hmm. like this is we need to lead by our values every day. And I'm not saying don't be angry. I'm saying be woke and use that anger in the best way possible. Be respectful, but realize that you also need to unite around the things and the principles that reject anti-blackness, that reject misogynistic behavior, that reject um, xenophobia. So there, we need to strike a balance and, and, and continue with the strength that we've had. But this is our moment, and this moment will not look like any other mm-hmm. past movements. And this is our time for, for creativity, for, for creativity that's based on respect, on like the power that people of color and just marginalized communities overall have in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, We've also said it before, this is about all of us. And, and now more than ever, it really is. Like, this isn't just about one of our groups, right? We're talking about climate change. We're talking about so many other things uh, that our country so many. depends on. Yeah. That not only our country, y'all. Like, this is about the whole world. <laughs> oh, God. Not not to put no pressure, though. No pressure. It's no, just no about pressure. No pressure. Let's just it's chill. It's just about the no. whole world. <laughs> but if you don't know where to start, I would say, well, one thing that I want to respond, which is there. Ha- I always think there's dreams and there's aspirations that people tell us most of the time mm-hmm. that they're impossible. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind us that there have been so many other times when those aspirations were bigger than our realities, right? Like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine people in in the 1800s thinking about being liberated from slavery, right? Mm -hmm. Can we imagine during the 60s people fighting to actually have civil rights in this country, women's suffrage, women being able to vote? There's so many times that the aspirations that we have as individuals and as a country are bigger than our realities and i just want to remind people listening out there don't stop 
dreaming because the moment that we stop dreaming yeah. we we give into the narrative and if you don't know where to mm-hmm. start because it sounds overwhelming and you're like well i don't i don't know what i can do i don't know how i can help you can start super easy not to diminish the efforts we have organizations all over the country that are going to be fighting for immigrant rights refugee mm-hmm. rights and latinos and muslims and people of color if you don't know where to start you can text justice to 69866 and we're going to keep you updated sure. on all the big aspirations and dreams and fights that our organizations are going to be having on the ground from as small as like events with DACA students to as big as marches and rallies and different stuff so don't feel like you are out of place or you're alone or that this you're is not. too big for you're you to tackle not. yeah you're not yeah. and you it's can it's not too big yeah and also you can always email us like honestly we haven't promoted the email in a while you can go to the choices and chismes website choices and chismes.org and write us there or you can also send an email to choices and chismes at gmail.com and you just say hey put me to work and Juanita and I will find a way to make oh, sure we'll that you're way. connected. We're connected with you. Yeah. Um, speaking of the texting, we are having a community call very soon. So if you text mm-hmm. Justicia in Spanish to 69866, you will be part of a Spanish community call where we will talk about what's next for our community, how we can all come together, and then justice to 69866 if you want to join the call in English. And one more reminder, though, so you and I have been, maybe veterans is the word, uh, we have been in the fight for a long time, but we We're also old, need to y'all. take care of ourselves and make sure that my invitation to people listening is also take care of yourself. You need to mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. how you're feeling. You need to, if you need to cry, you need to let it out. I've been crying on and off for like a couple days now oh, so treat days, yeah. treat yourself <laughs> like uh parks and recreations people say treat yourself and also you can listen back to one of our episodes that we did with our good friend maria sotomayor close your eyes mm-hmm. take a deep breath that was older episodes but it's such a good reminder to make sure that we're not just fighting but we're also nurturing our soul in oh, yeah. this moment Yeah, we got to get energized. We got to get energized. It's sad and daunting, but I firmly believe in us. There is a system of checks and balances, and we're going to be that system of checks and balances. Uh, so, so you know, we're all together in this. We really yeah. are. You're not alone. This is not all you. Also, shout out to Know Your Rights out there, everyone, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is also something that we talk about in that episode that you mentioned, Grecia, I believe. So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, double up, listen to this episode and that episode. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) all of them. (laughs) Well, that is all that we have for you today. And I'm so sad because I couldn't even think of a cuss word to use. (laughs) But just know that in my head, I'm I'm thinking of all of them, but most of them are in Spanish. (laughs) Oh, my God. Should you just say one in Spanish? Yeah, uh, kitchen gal. But but make it positive. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Look, your mom is somewhere out there being like, mm-mm-mm. I know my mom listened to the podcast. Sorry, mom. 
<laughs> I, my mom does too, y'all. I'm, I'm a good kid, mom. I'm a good kid. No, you weren't. You were the first one. Because, okay, words are used for the expression of feelings. That's what language is. And I welcome it. I welcome all of us to use those words and talk to each other mm. in respectful ways. In respectful yep. ways. I guess that's it for us. Uh, Grecia said it. So remember to yep. subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. We have one, at least one more episode this season, and it's going to be special. Mm -hmm. So be ready for it. Yep. And rate us on iTunes so that we can come back with a season two, fools. Mm-hmm. Sarah English is our amazing and just awesome producer. Our music is composed by Vanessa Ramirez and performed by Grupo Bella. Although if you need some music to get you through these hard times, I highly recommend Kendrick Lamar, Rihanna, and yes. Anna T. Jokes. Yes. All of them amazing, beautiful human beings. So just... Just putting it out there. Oh, my God, y'all. Oh, my God, this is our chance. Uh, just want to say we've been really trying to bring y'all an episode about music or our conversations around music, but there's always so much stuff happening. Eventually, mm -hmm. we will. But I totally support the choices you just made. Also want to throw out, go back to Chance to Rappers, Acid Rap mixtape, mm -hmm. y'all. It's really uplifting. That's a longer conversation. Let's see, who do we want to thank today? Special thanks to Michael Saldarriaga, of course, Tara Walsh, of course, Elise Rojas Cruz. Thank you to you, you, Grecia. You are mm. the G. Thank you to your team in Nevada. Thank you to everybody who, who came out voting in numbers, Latinos who, like, kicked ass this election. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for the work that you've done, Grecia, yeah. on all of this. Thank you to all the teams, Nevada, Colorado, and Florida, that we were we had busting their butts out there. Um, and thank yes. you to to Juanita for being my rock through this. I I honestly feel better just by by talking to you in this podcast. And also yeah. thank you to me too. One of our peeps that tweeted out to us just yeah. saying that she was expecting the episode. Honestly, just getting your tweet made me feel so much better. So thank you. Yes. Choices and Cheesemas is brought to you on behalf of Reform Immigration for America fighting for motherfucking immigrant rights in 2009. Hey. Learn more at reformimmigrationforamerica.org. Since 2009, and we will continue to fight for those immigrant rights, yes. I'm Juanita Monsalve. I'm Grecia Lima. Nos vemos. Nos vemos.